Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo. And, um, you know, I just want to say right up front uh, to my other two co-hosts, I am the law <laughs> on this I podcast, at least. <laughs> um, and uh, and so, hi, Chris. Hello, Kurt. Hello, hey. citizen. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Your move, creep. <laughs> Druck, this is off the rails already. <laughs> All right, so uh, f- uh, folks, we're going to be talking a little bit about Judge Dread. Um, I am a complete novice to this, so I'm a noob of all, you know, like the the noob of noobs on this one. So I'll be probably be prying uh, our resident um, uh, uh, dread expert. Um, I'm a dreadhead. A dreadhead. A dreadhead. Dread. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right. You 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 follow you follow the uh, the police around uh, on their. <laughs> <laughs> on their lawgivers, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be. Uh, Wait, no, the lawgiver. The lawgiver is the gun. Damn, mm-hmm. what's uh, what, what's the name of the motorcycle? I totally forget the name of the motorcycle. Uh, what the hell is it called? Lawmaster. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, lawmaster mm-hmm. and lawgiver. Sorry, sorry. Proceed, citizen. This <laughs> <laughs> sounds like uh like some sort of uh futuristic Thor, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, no, no. That's the take, isn't it? What do you ever notice that people are always naming their guns? It's, it's just not the same without Pete here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Maybe he'll listen to this and be annoyed. I don't know. It's, go, it's, ooh, it'll shake true. his fist. Yeah. Ooh. You ever notice whenever I'm not on the podcast? <laughs> um Anyway, so uh, yeah, th- this this is definitely like the 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 take, right? They 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 name their guns, they name their their motorcycles. Uh, I mean, they shit. name everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything's got to have a special cool name. All the judges have special cool names. Uh, yeah, it is a very naming heavy uh, society. Everything's got to have a cool. You know, I, I think I I think we we can talk more more about it, but. I think that so much of the iconography is derived is is like indicative of what it's a pastiche of that mm-hmm. being like action comics and fascism essentially. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. What, so so let me ask you this: Was this? Uh, I'm going to guess that this came before, or did this start before, like um, Warhammer 40k? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so uh, this started before Warhammer 40k, but around the same time as Warhammer Fantasy Battles, which was the hmm. original one. So so Judge Dread um, is uh, first appeared in the second issue of 2000 AD, the the British uh, uh, genre anthology, I guess you you would call it. it was like a it, it, it was a magazine that came out with like a collection of 
of it. It was kind of it was it was like it's like the old the old style like superhero type yeah. books where they would have you know six like amazing or seven fantasy different, like type exactly yeah, yeah 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 they they would have like a bunch of different a bunch of different stories in in each issue. Um, Judge Dredd appeared in the second issue of it in 1977, and and was like the, very quickly became like the flagship uh, character. And it's I'm I'm glad you mentioned Warhammer because Judge Dredd is one of the big influences in, in Warhammer 40k. Um, the the other ones being like Dune and some other stuff. Yeah, I mean they. I mean the the sort of like the weird uh, militarism and uh, fascism, obviously. Yeah. Plus, they have like uh, psychic uh, judges mm. as well, right? Um. Uh. So there's so, a uh, there's, there's how like many a faction. I, I do know about judge. Sorry, I think I was lagging there. I'm I'm like I'm like bouncing mm-hmm. in and out. I, I I was just gonna say there there is a faction in Warhammer 40k that basically is the judges. Um, I think it's the I think it's the custodes maybe it's it's basically like mm. the police force of of the uh, the Empire of Man and they're they're basically just judges they look like judges I'm sure so, that they've been sued by by the 2018 people in some capacity <laughs> who knows so um, so I, I I'm you know I, I'm going to approach this as you know like explain it to me uh, like I'm a five year old. Um, and I guess, uh, I guess what we should be probably talking talking about is, if I'm not mistaken, the um, the judges. I mean, their names come from the fact that they are basically they've been given summary uh, uh, authority to prosecute, mm-hmm. try, <laughs> and execute justice on the yeah. fly. That's right. Yeah. They're, 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 yeah. Judge, judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. So that, I guess, I wonder if they were like basing themselves off of like the hanging judges. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Like the, the old school circuit writing judges. Um, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Like, like, or like a, um, like a Judge Holden from, uh, from, yeah. Like, uh, what is uh, it? Blood bl- Meridian? Yeah. Blood Meridian. So yeah, I mean, um, the uh, th- what was I going to say? That is something because there is uh, like for for whatever reason they are essentially uh, like the majority of the state. Uh, well, here. I think they are the state, right? Well, they yeah, are. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so here's here's the backstory of of what happened, and I, I got disconnected, and hopefully it doesn't happen over and over and over again, which it might. We'll we'll see. Um, in the mid, I think the late twentieth century, or the early twenty first century, the 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 U.S. government is is like in the the process of collapsing, and basically a a fascist militaristic police movement overthrows the US government and replaces the constitution and the government with basically like super police um essentially and yeah they replace all aspects of the government so there's no there's no more elected officials there's no more president it's it's just police and the president is basically the chief judge who is just the the chief <laughs> so 
uh, funny you mention that because I, now I'm remembering. Um, I think it's in America where they're talking about the fact that there there are elections, but they're very sham elections, right? They're very much just display elections. Uh, yeah. So so that they do mention that in America, but. One of the things about Judge Dredd is that they don't really care that much about continuity. So mm-hmm. I, I, they definitely mention that in America. Um, but like I'm sure we'll talk about, that's like a ve- that that's like a very different depiction of of the universe than most mm-hmm. most Dread comics. So mm-hmm. I don't remember them being mentioned in the main comics. Um, they definitely mention like uh, I think they even show it in in the Apocalypse War stuff where there's like there's like block councils. Yes. That yeah, seem yeah, to be yeah. some kind of like local government. So yeah, there's there's something, but like it it doesn't re- it, it's all subservient to the super cops. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like and and from what I understand, like they are sort of like uh like if we had we had basically uh uh never like uh, if uh, Captain America had never been frozen and we cloned him like a billion times. Uh, and, and he'd never gotten frozen and then got hired to do Pinkerton shit. <laughs> so judge dread. So, so dread the, the quote unquote hero of, of judge dread is a clone of the first judge, uh, judge Fargo, I think was, was oh, his name. Okay. Um, and judge dread has, there, there's a couple other clones of Fargo, um, but most judges are 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 just like like regular people who are you know fascist law obsessed weirdos who join the academy and become ultimately either basically either executed or they become appointed as judges. Um, so they're they're not all clones, although there are a bunch of of clones running around. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dread is yeah. somewhat unique in that in that sense. I, I I wasn't I wasn't exactly speaking to oh like the provenance. I was just saying <laughs> you stumbled, that, like, you stumbled yeah. upon the correct answer in the yeah, weird well, soup I mean, yeah. of Judge Dread <laughs> continuity. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, this would have been like it would have been like the ultimate version of Captain America if they'd let him just continue being a little bit, you know, yeah. 1930s white white guy American. So so it's it's funny you mention that because the the actual origin from like a from like a writer's standpoint of Judge Dredd uh was another comic called I think it was called One-Eyed Jack hmm. um and it it originated in this um, it was or it was most famous for being part of this other uh magazine called Battle Magazine hmm. and it was basically like like a young boys like Did you ever see the old the old like World War Two comics that were popular in in like the sixties was it Sergeant uh, uh, Sergeant Rock. Rock or whatever? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. So there's there it, it was it was of that variety. Right? It was it was like a well, young boys adventure magazine, you well, know, thrilling weirdly, tales of of yeah. strapping men punching I mean, out foreigners. Basically, the the way the way those usually worked out was that like I, if I remember correctly, uh, while like the the mid, you know, the early to mid seventies were rolling around. You'd get Sergeant Rock, but there were comics about World War Two and not Vietnam. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And it would be like some like the Howland Commandos or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. doing they're they're doing behind the enemy lines. To, yeah. <laughs> um. So so there was this other there was this other ongoing comic that was very successful called One Eyed Jack. Um. And this new magazine, 2000 AD, was starting, and they hired uh, the editor 
uh, or one of the editors of, of Battles away from that magazine to come work on 2000 AD. And they basically said, can you come up with like of like a near future version of one eyed Jack? Cause we want to be doing genre stuff. Um, and so he came up with this, this idea for a character that would basically be, uh, uh, so one eyed Jack was basically a, um, like a dirty Harry ripoff mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. So, um, Judge Dredd is is a photocopy of a photocopy of of Dirty Harry because for Judge Dredd they said well let's take this to the logical conclusion of what if everyone was Dirty Harry um, and then the the artist uh, I forget his name Esquivilla I, I think Car- ter- Carlos Carlos yeah ter- terrific artist um, drew drew it, it as like very sci-fi instead of like near future. And they just kind of ran with it. We're like, all right, so what if it's, it's, you know, a hundred years in the future and there's super cops everywhere. Everyone is dirty Harry and they all have sci-fi shit. And that's basically where it came from. Hmm. Um, and then they just kept stacking more and more shit on, on top of it. But yeah, it's, it's totally like it, it comes directly out of like action cop hero stories, but, but clearly they're taking like a, like a half serious satirical approach to it Hmm. it's a very weird tone i yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say that um that that is one of the things that i i i I was noticing specifically in apocalypse war is that it is it's one of these uh like just black satire is just the darkest satire Mm -hmm. but it is like played so straight that if you weren't in on the fact, <laughs> like if you didn't know the backstory or, you know, like the, the, the reasoning behind this, uh, the, these characters, which for, for all, for all intents and purposes seems to be like a parody, like what some English artists thought uh americans <laughs> american <laughs> crime cinema was like or whatever you yeah like, do, you, do you remember um ha- have you ever read or watched v for vendetta yeah do you remember Both. storm saxon the tv show that they all watch in yeah. in the v for vendetta universe where it's it's like basically like nazi cops going around terrorizing people and it's it's like the most popular show on tv it's basically storm saxon but mm-hmm. like but they made it without the framing device um, and, and yeah, yeah, totally. Like it's, it's, it, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the work that, the, uh, you know, a truly like fascist, like, you know, it's the comics that a fascist state would actually be reading. If exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, except although every so often they slip something through where it gets so absurd that it's like, <laughs> it's like really like, for instance, in, in uh, apocalypse where there's a part where, um, uh, J- Dread reveals to a bunch of citizens that they all have, li- you know, fatal radiation uh, poisoning, <laughs> and, and they're like, "Judge Dread, help us!" And he yeah. goes, "Request granted." It just shoots, <laughs> them, just shoots them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, n- well, not only that, he uh, he because they he also suspects them of being of aiding and abetting uh, the what is it the what is it Sov City Meg yeah East Meg East Meg One East Meg One or whatever it is. Jesus Christ. Um, which which also like these are um it's sort of like uh like mega city 1 which is supposed to be in this futuristic us is the entire east coast basically yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like the sprawl from, from neuromancer 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But like even, even bigger, it's basically, so this probably comes out after the damnation alley episode, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically like if you took damnation alley and on, you had the sprawl from Neuromancer on, on either coast and the middle was damnation alley. It's basically what there's also a a Texas uh, faction as well. Yes. The Texas faction, (laughs) (laughs) which, which I love because they all just dress like cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They have a cowboy hat instead of the helmet, but, um, (laughs) and a uh, big tin uh, star. (laughs) Yeah. But like a big part of the satire is, is that they're using a, 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 a sort of like satirical hyper America Mm -hmm. to satirize, 70s uh britain basically Mm -hmm. like like thatcherite um england right essentially well yeah and and that's i think part of uh like the tone is it's so uniquely of that like 70s alternative like counterculture of england where it's like you said it's this satirization of um thatcherite stuff but it's also it's not it's you know it's kind of strident but that's part of the joke uh, like striding in it in its sat uh satire and but and then it also has like the room to be goofy uh like yeah it, like <laughs> <laughs> like his landlady yes his, uh, his uh, Italian uh, landlady going come back here I'll fry you with my cooking yes. a laser or, or well, not, yeah not or to his, mention yeah the the, the weird, house robot yeah the like, house robot that has like a speech impediment yes exactly like uh it's it's these this kind of like mishmash of of tones and and styles that I I, I find. Uh, like uniquely of that era in UK comics that uh, that I've read, I I think it's because like each so so the way that that these were published was in like like pretty short little blocks called Club Progs, mm-hmm. and every they're week like, they're only yeah they're yeah exactly it's like a week of like with like a it's like four or five pages and the next one comes out the next week and I I suspect that they were kind of just writing the story as they went along, mm. so it seems like some you know at, suddenly someone would be like you know let's do a goofy one this week and they, and it would be about you know his robot and his yeah. landlady and then the next one it's like 150 billion people die <laughs> and and it just seems like they just kind of drift along doing whatever strikes their fancy so like the apocalypse war uh grows out of this earlier story mm. called block mania where just like all these different like tower blocks basically start like start wars w- w- with each other mm-hmm. and reading it you really get the impression that they weren't intentionally setting up like like another story they were just like well let's change the story and we'll just we'll just have the guy at the end say this was all part of a plan for the next plot yeah you know, tune in yeah. next time and so yeah. it has this very like shambolic like uh Almost like a child telling you a story. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it does. It does have a little bit of a shagginess to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it does feel like initially when you get those uh, initial block war uh, stories, right? Uh, there's like about five or six before it really gets into gear mm-hmm. uh, to the main, like the the main through line uh, of this. Uh, which, uh, spoiler alert, folks, uh, this is going to sound a lot like um, weird Cold War Russiagate type stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, the, the, the block wars are, are sort of presented. Oh, yeah, well, you know, when it gets hot and everyone's a little bit too crowded in, uh, the, the blocks get together and decide to, to wage war on it, which sounds like something out of the Warriors, you know? Mm. Yeah. And and like that that. I, I think mentioning the warriors is exactly correct because it's coming out of that that same oeuvre of like crime apocalypse. Like mm-hmm. this is a crime apocalypse, and what's what's funny about it is that it doesn't really 
just just everybody everybody in the comics is always kind of fucked up and weird like just just everybody's like the most british person you've ever seen sorry to any british listeners but like it's and you know it's it's being made by british people but they're all like satires of like weird british people essentially Mm -hmm. um and 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 yeah like it just kind of it just kind of meanders along and um and and as you say, it, Judge Dredd can encompass any number of weird storylines. Like, mm. uh, there's the Cursed Earth is another really famous one, which is basically just like a one to one ripoff of of Damnation Alley, where he has to mm. go to Mega City Two, carrying the cure to a plague, and and along the way he he fights like he 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 th- things happen where like he encounters like towns comprised entirely of fast food mascots where they oh. have like a weird like like cannibal rituals he encounters this like ongoing uh battle between the forces of McDonald's and Burger King and, and it's just <laughs> it's very strange and it just goes on uh or there's one where he has to he has to he has to help a uh, a surfer fly from Mega City One to uh, at the Australian Mega City b- because, like, it's p- people watching this on TV is the only thing giving them hope. Or so it's it's just <laughs> just a- any number of stupid things can happen in Judge Dread, and there's no consistency of tone. It's just always in that weird Judge Dread voice, and it just kind of works. Or if it doesn't, at least it's it's over quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I so so. Do we want to do? Um, do we want to talk about America first? I think uh, we should talk about Apocalypse War first because yeah. America is very different from most. Right, right. Judge yes. Dredd so, things. well, I, yeah, I, I was thinking about that because I, it is vi- there. There's a large contrast. But go mm-hmm. on ahead. Well, so the only thing I want to my initial thought about Apocalypse War is I know like we were kind of like describing like their you know how it, it's you know since it's a weekly thing and there's kind of, it can kind of meander from plot to plot. I I found the Apocalypse War when that really got going that that was like propulsive for the full like twenty five yeah. parts of it like it was just built on top of like everything was just just kept building the tension was like getting higher and higher. I just thought that was just really carried me through. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I was struggling okay. with 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 like the block war stuff um, and, and like I hadn't read this in a while and I was like, oh, yeah, this kind of drags, doesn't it? It's kind of like repetitive, which mm-hmm. is like it's it's basically just each week they would come up with like a funny block name. Like, yes, Betty, Betty Boop block is attacking Henry Kissinger block. And, <laughs> exactly. and, you know, we're we're throwing bricks. We're going to build the world's biggest brick or, you know, just just like stupid crap for week after week. And then, yeah, as you say, once it gets into the actual like apocalypse war, it's like, oh, shit, like somebody's brain caught on fire and they, they, yes. they planned it all out like jay michael straczynski style exactly I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry i gotta go back just a second because now you you put into my head i thought of the trillion dollar coin and now i'm thinking about the the mega brick mm-hmm. it's a brick so large that it is a mega city <laughs> uh anyway um so uh yeah so so and so it it, it turns out that the um that the block the block wars were actually instigated because there's something in the water mm-hmm. and they find somebody putting chemicals in the water. Orlock, this weird assassin mm. who shows up and just starts killing a, like a ton of judges. Um, and yeah, they eventually capture him trying to uh, put the, the toxin into like the weather control satellite so that it would distribute it everywhere. Um, 
and uh, it turns out the big reveal is he's a, he's a Soviet judge from East Meg One, the <laughs> Soviet mega city, which is which is somewhere in uh, then the then Soviet. So so th- th- this came out in 1982 uh, for context. America mm-hmm. came out in '91, uh, so like sli- mm. sli- slightly different eras. They, they they did not tear down that wall. In fact, they built it really really big. They built a bigger wall, and also. Uh, and, and also they made a dimension wall, which I'm sure we'll get that to. Too. And it was one of my biggest laughs reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that was, that was one of the very few moments where the, uh, the joke, like they, they definitely show you their hand. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it, it turns out that it's all part of this plan to, um, for, for East Meg one to basically launch a preemptive nuclear strike on Mega City One and then invade and take over Mega City One in a very uh like uh uh like like Red Dawn type mm-hmm. scenario yes, where, yes. where they're they're coming in and they're going to invade uh and they've got you know they've got troops and nukes ready to go and so the apocalypse war literally begins with like half of Mega City One Hundreds of millions of people just getting vaporized in this massive uh, nuclear strike that they're not prepared for because they've been putting down this 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 massive riot uh, that all the judges also got got caught up in. Um, and so it basically just goes from, you know, I, I wouldn't say from from zero to 50, but it definitely goes from like, you know, like 35 to 100. Let's mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What, well, they, what I they, like they, about it was how ridiculous they immediately depict um, the Soviets. Yes, like it's ve- <laughs> there, there's there's like a Joseph Stalin guy. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's like a I I don't know who there's like a Kerensky type. Guy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's just it's very very strange. Uh, and they're all doing like you know, comrade, we are uh, we are we are going to uh, do this. And that. It's just it's just very like it's it's very early eighties. You know. Ivan Drago type Soviets essentially, but they're in their, you know, their, their Soviet uh, judge council um, coming up for ways to destroy the decadent imperialist Omega city one. Well, I mean, <laughs> also they, they're, they're very much like um, sort of like the, the Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood Ruski, right? Uh, yeah. There's one, there, there's one point where uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wild dog Kazan. Yeah. Um, uh, basically his second in command, like questions him and he's like, or says, how are you, how do you want you know, like basically he's like, uh, dreads just where I want him. And he's like, how do you mean, sir? And he's like, basically demonstrates a pincer maneuver, but using his hands on his second in command's Choking. neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also sends like, like a dozen people to Siberia. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. At different points throughout the comic. Uh, yeah. At one point he, he, uh, like refuse them winter clothes <laughs> like he's like well no no it's it's that it, that's the it, it's sort of like that uh uh request granted uh line because yes. he's like oh you, you, this is very generous of you to send them to siberia with winter clothes and the line is something like like i didn't say anything about winter clothes yeah um so yeah i mean uh yeah they are they are very much like hollywood uh, uh russians you know like or soviets i should say um just very much like they're all uh, like there's, there's actually 
is there any real reason for them to to uh they attack want mega to, city one they want to make mega city one into a new soviet mega city basically they want to take over to pacify the population and they don't really seem to be very sincere communists um <laughs> but they uh they they want to make it into a soviet uh mega city and ultimately take over all of north america including um the the Texas megacity and the West Coast megacity <laughs> megacity too um, seems to be what their motivation is and and, and there, there's some vague stuff about you know capitalist imperialist running dogs and so on and so forth um, but what 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 I like about it is and I think this shows the utility of the idea of the fascist super cop um, because like. It, be- because the judges are the government, Judge Dredd can be in any role at any time. Like at various yeah. times, he's basically the president. He's the leader of the resistance. He's you know a lone gunman going off to do an assassin. It's it's just it's just anything. He's he's the ultimate fascist. So under this fascist system, he can have any sort of stupid adventure, and it's it's always it's always plausible. Yeah, I I. I- I did roll my eyes a little bit at the end <laughs> where he's, he's just like the lone. Yeah. He, he's like the, like the super cop, right? Like the, the, the super cop that infiltrates the enemy base and you're like, okay, that's cool and everything. But then well, like, okay, go ahead. Oh no, I, no, uh, no. Uh, finish please. I'll, I'll see my bed. I, 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 I was just, uh, the, the part that definitely made me roll my eyes was like, you know, like, Everyone surrenders to him, just the one person. <laughs> and it's like, okay. So, so this is where I think those World War II action comics are an essential touch point for understanding the tone of where this is coming from. Because I don't know if you've ever read any of those, but they're written in the exact same way as Judge Dredd. And this was like one of the missing puzzle pieces in my head for understanding the weird tone of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's because it is essentially like a World War II action comic just about a fascist super cop. Mm-hmm. And those comics, because they're basically written for weird children, it's always like it's always the hero. You know, Action Man is the hero. He always has to be the hero and the mm-hmm. center of the story. There's well, other I mean- people around him. But but if there's a problem, the comic isn't called Other Guy. It's called Action. <laughs> it's called Judge Dredd. So Judge yeah, Dredd yeah. is going to solve the problem. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I rolled my eyes at it, but also understood like the logic behind it, mm-hmm. not because I, I, I'm I'm very conversant in like those you know Sergeant Rock or whatever uh, comics that were we you know that you're referencing, but mainly because that's the like in 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 like an a very American uh, you know absolutely not propaganda like movie uh, with your milit- militaristic hero, um, this would be exactly how. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would end right. Uh, you know, like they, they all surrender to the one guy, um, and, and he's magnanimous enough not to shoot all of them, even <laughs> though he has perpetrated all sorts of atrocities up until that point. What and and one of the things that I like about about them is there is always that dark undercurrent of like as he's dealing with something much larger, um, he'll constantly stop and like harangue people for like 
breaking minor laws or like like doing like lesser things, you know, like like in the middle of like a nuclear apocalypse, he's he's like, what's this citizen? Are are you are you agreeing with Soviet propaganda? You know, he can he can take time out to do like a mass execution and you know when <laughs> when when he's got much better things to do. Um and there's there's also stuff where you know there, there's like the the there's kind of like running gags almost where, you know, he'll save someone from uh, a serial killer and then be like, what's this citizen? You're not, you're not wearing the, you know, you're, you're wearing illegal shoes or something, you know, you've used an illegal knot on your shoes. Uh, that'll be one month in an, in an ISO cube. Everything's always an ISO cube. They don't have jails. They have ISO cubes. <laughs> I, I like the touch that like every enemy soldier knows his name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He he shows up. They know him. They know him on site, and they're just like, "It's dread." <laughs> like, Chris, they read the comic too. Yeah, they're yeah, huge that's... fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could you imagine, like, <laughs> sign, <laughs> Mister Dread, Comrade Dread? Could you sign my comic book? Um, anyway, I don't even know if that's a that's a, an appropriate, even Slavic accent. It that might was, just be Mexican. That was good. It was yeah. <laughs> Leon Trotsky. <laughs> look we're not going to get into whether he was really latinx okay <laughs> um but w- one of the other things that that jumped out at me in rereading this is just how drastically and dramatically the art style can change from issue to issue because mm-hmm. suddenly they'll just be like we're just gonna have a different illustrator yeah it's, it suddenly goes from like most of most of the block war stuff is um so these in, in the collections are are like recolored. A lot of these just ran in black and white with like one one color page, mm. um, and they they did like recolor them and kind of like like touch them up a little bit. But the 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 initial storyline is much more realistic, and then you get to like the apocalypse war stuff, and he's kind of like this weird elongated skinny wiggly action figure man. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's always got like a fucked up expression on his yeah. face. <laughs> Um, I have to say though, uh, of the various adaptations, um, the more dread I read, the more convinced I am that that uh, Carl Urban absolutely nailed it and mm. was the the perfect performance for that. Maybe someday we'll get more. I don't know. It seems increasingly unlikely, but uh, yeah, man. Anyway, I, I have to rewatch that one. I really enjoyed it, but uh, you know, it, it is like what is it? Ninety minutes of him just basically. Uh, Frowning. <laughs> Frowning and laying siege to uh, a gigantic uh, tower like block. Yeah, no, building. I mean, I mean, it's 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 perfect. You know, we can I don't know, may, maybe it's worth doing doing an episode on later. But um, it's it's pretty much like the perfect adaptation of just like a run of the mill Judge Dredd story. It's it's to, like a totally plausible thing that can happen. He says all the lines. He doesn't you know, he mm. does all his Judge Dredd stuff. He frowns the whole time. Man, his neck muscles must must have gotten a workout just from <laughs> maintaining that grimace. I mean, um, you, you, you've seen you've seen him now in the boys, right? Uh, it's obvious he. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's 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 why his he's, neck is so big. He's now. Got, yeah. you got a neck like a bull now. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, so so like eventually Judge Dredd, uh, you know, assembles a resistance mm. after this this guy Kazin. Uh, kills all the other Soviet leaders um, and like betrays them and makes himself the head of, of East Meg one. And is kind of personally uh, prosecuting the war 
and you know dread rallies a resistance while also killing a ton of people and and ultimately they're able to just a, a phenomenal amount of destruction mm-hmm. like it's 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 hard to e- oh uh it's it's hard to even talk about like how much destruction but now actually now is probably the right time to to talk about uh the uh, dimension sheet <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, let's let's talk briefly about because they have they 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 launch all these nuclear missiles uh, after uh, a preemptive attack by uh, Solve City. Uh, what is it? East Mega One or whatever East the fuck Mega it's called. One. Jesus Christ, man! I can I cannot get that straight. <laughs> um, uh, so you know, in 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 true you know sort of like Hollywood uh, fashion, the 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 Soviets attack first. Uh, you know, and they uh, they respond, but then later uh, it's shown that they uh, that Mega City One has a bunch of TADs, TADs, hidden in the cursed lands, um, which are basically the TADs are what is it, total annihilation device or something? That's, yeah, that I think so. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I, I guess it just antimatter bombs or some shit like that <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 like a super nuke that it, the implication is that it would destroy the earth so it's it's funny that they're using it anyway <laughs> like, yeah. like it, it's funny in the first place that just like uh that 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 they use it um and i, I again judge dread personally pushes the button to launch it <laughs> um well, yeah but but yeah yeah and and at, while they're in the air it cuts over to the soviets and and they say you know drain the whole power grid into a dimension gate and and they put this big force field up over their mega city and it basically teleports all of the missiles to omelas yeah pretty <laughs> much <laughs> phase, phase shifts all the missiles directly to omelas and they they go out of their way like they they show you know in in an, in another dimension there's this other earth where peace has reigned for a thousand years <laughs> and it you know they're all like like idyllic shepherds lounging around in the grass and they point up at the sky and say what's that ooh so pretty and then it shows their world being destroyed <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's so mean spirited and stupid it's just it's just like and it it gets like two panels um it's just it's it's just like a throwaway joke and and that that i think is the perfect encapsulation of like the the mean spiritedness of the humor but it's so mean spirited that it like they, they don't it's not like it's not like they build up these people and make you feel sympathy for them it's it's almost like a it's like a cutaway gag, essentially. And it's so frivolously mean-spirited that it ultimately doesn't mean anything. And just like, oh, that's funny. You know, mm-hmm. they blew up an entire world. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess better them than than their world. Because I, I hadn't really thought about that. You're absolutely right. Like, they're like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to destroy the whole world because uh, we're not going to let Mega City 1 uh, be invaded. And it's like, yeah. uh, Okay. Um, what? <laughs> How does this work again? But again, I guess uh, that that leans back into like the like the, the the fascist nature of the judges and the entire sort of uh, the the way this world works, right? Right. It's that weird toxic machismo where it's like I'd rather die than be a slave, and and you know that that extends up to and including destroying the entire world. Um, which is both like an accurate satire of that weird hyper macho, you know, storytelling where like in, in any, in any other story, you know, 
that would be like like an effective bluff or it wouldn't it wouldn't come into play but they they take it to the extra layer of showing you that actually no like they do actually destroy a world just not this one like the story continues mm. um but they actually do follow through on it whereas typically you know if the punisher is like i'd rather die you know Clearly, he's not going to die. They're not just going to shoot him, and like that's how the comic ends. <laughs> um, and so they they kind of come up with like a funny way to have it both ways. But again, it's it's an accurate satire of that, like you know the the twentieth century Cold War mentality, and of that you know the kind of macho storytelling that that emerged from it, mm, while yeah. while also literally doing the thing. So you can in that very like. Verhoven way like you, yes. you get you get the joy of of the sick fuck stuff while also kind of being a satire of the same stuff yeah I, I feel like um Robocop probably has a lot um oh to, totally you know like point to in Judge Dredd as a as a, a predecessor oh yeah yeah for sure like I, it just reminds me. Like uh, it's one of those the, the line that always gets me. And I, 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 there's lots of lines, but but the one that always gets me is like, oh, would you, would you like to say something to the kids? He's like, stay out of trouble. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> there is a rumor that I've heard that RoboCop, um, like originated as a Judge Dredd spec script. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's true or if it's just like internet bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but it seems plausible. Definitely. It seems plausible enough. Um, I mean, the, the aesthetics are there, you know, like the, the helmet, the, uh, you know, like the, the robotic uh, or, or lack of emotion. But, but that's the thing, right? Robocop um, sort of cracks that. Uh, eventually you do Dead or get alive. You're coming with me. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, but, but it cracks that because the, like part of the, part of the arc is in fact that he re- reconnects with his humanity rather than keeps shoving it under the rug mm-hmm. so that he can continue being super cop. Well, you know, to, to, to that point, and, and this is probably a good way of transitioning out of, uh, apocalypse war where so so like the the ending of apocalypse war is basically you know judge dread and an elite special forces team of of judges go over to east meg one and seize one of their nuclear silos and basically like trick that i forget exactly how it works they they basically trick them into nuking their own city somehow yeah um and mm-hmm. they they basically devastate they, they they wipe east meg one off the face of the earth and they take all of the invaders and just dr- basically drop them off on the side of the crater and go here you go yeah <laughs> we're, we're not gonna kill you don't worry we're taking you home by the way it's a big hole yeah. uh, in the ground um but <laughs> but what i was gonna say is uh, so there are many different depictions of Judge Dredd, and in some of them, he does kind of become introspective about like the role of of law. So mm. there are definitely like reform Judge Dredd's uh, depictions a- as well. Or there's there's one where he takes the long walk, which is basically what um, judges do when when they retire. They they walk off into the cursed earth to to fight and die out in the wilderness there's there's no there's no retirement home uh hmm. for for old judges um and and it's 
any possible thing you can imagine to have Judge Dredd do as a character has probably uh, been been done. But I picked Apocalypse War because it's pretty much right down the middle for like the, like the classic, typical Judge Dredd, right down to the stupid humor and the the overt funny fascism. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and he's he's definitely like a, a dynamic hero throughout the the thing. And I think that it's a really interesting contrast to uh the other one that that we read, which is America, which he's like the fucking boogeyman in that fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, so go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, I guess we uh, like the the it starts off with like uh America, which is, uh, you know, obviously a stand in for haha, the country, but it's it's mm-hmm. a girl that uh, is an immigrant, uh, Puerto Rican immigrant. Uh, I do want to point out uh, from the Puerto some, Rican, like like wa- I forget what it's called, like like the Puerto Rican, like waste zone or something like that, <laughs> something like that. But then they're all they are. I mean, I'm going to guess this is uh, just attempts at uh, at trying to make them uh, speak in dialect or whatever. Uh, a little cringy, but it's fine. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't particularly take offense with it. I've seen it before. It's not exactly great, but it's there. Um, yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's aspects of this that haven't aged well, but also it's it's also kind of made it more Judge Dread like. Mm-hmm. Like there yeah. are things that probably play differently now than they would have when this came out in 1991, and it's almost made it work like differently, but not any worse. It's just like mm-hmm. accentuated different parts of the satire. Um, well, I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> kind of like, you know, it's it's another level of like depicting like not just, um, you know, this like fascist world, but also like the prejudice inherent in like the the pr- somewhat progressive guys making the comic. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, so what's what's interesting about this comic? Yeah. So it came out in, in the early 90s and um, the the genesis of it was basically like they wanted to write a Judge Dredd comic that that said the quiet part loud of be like. No, this Judge Dredd is about fascism. He is a fascist. So mm. it's yeah, like 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 Carlos said, it follows two regular citizens in Mega City One, and you get the citizens' view of what it's like to live under the judges. And Judge Dredd is literally like looming over the story, saying you know fashy stuff about <laughs> you know uh, the 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 price of security is freedom, and it's a price that I'm happy to pay. You know, it's etc. And it's a yeah, it's a very different take on the character. There, I, there, there might be a couple others where he's like overtly the villain, but this is this is probably the most famous uh, one. And I really also the art is fucking sick in this one. Oh, phenomenal! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like full color painted. Like this is the type of shit that that I wish I'd see more often these days. Mm-hmm. Um. But but yeah, like um, we we actually we don't we follow America's story, but told through. Is it Benny Beanie? Bennett Beanie. Bennett yeah. Beanie, Bennett who Beanie. is a bit of a weenie. <laughs> and by <laughs> and spoiler alert, folks, by the end of this, he's a fucking shit lib. He sucks. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he's not great. Yeah, uh, and and so yeah, it's it's basically like two two kind of like poor mega city one kids who are growing up in a uh, Friedrich Nietzsche block. I, I believe it is. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, like America is always kind of standing up for beanie. And then he, I, I think, I think his mom dies. And so he moves away 
and like sets out to find his fortune and America stays uh in the block i believe is how it begins mm-hmm. after they have some like some formative run-ins with the judges mm-hmm. uh where you know they're talking about how like they're they they are they, yeah as you say they are the boogeyman but it's worse because they know that they're real and they see them around every day mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 and it's like you know they they get hassled by this judge um you know and it's interesting from our like more modern perspective because it's like two white kids getting hassled like a cop where like you know we we it's you know we don't live in the far future but we see this every day but with like you know cops hassling like you know black kids or something like that like um it's 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 a it's a you know sadly not you know a unique image to us now Mm -hmm. yeah and i I, I was thinking about that, um, about the depiction of of race in Judge Dredd, and it's often just not depicted. Mm. Um, and I, 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 I've always wondered if part of that is is kind of like the the British perspective of yeah of the authors. Um, and I, I suspect that like as it went on, they probably became less comfortable, like or or like it seem it seems to me that they started, uh, like avoiding. Uh, basically, you know, ha- having n- non-white people so as to avoid doing the kind of like, you know, c- conflating non-white people with like, de- you know, de- uh, degenerate crime sickos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wonder if, if at a certain point they were like, we're just going to make everyone white, uh, so that, um, you know, it, it doesn't look like we are using, you know, people of color as, and uh, black people as like a stand-in for for criminals, although. Mm-hmm. There, there, there was an interesting um, bit of uh, I don't know if it's exactly if it's exactly apocryphal, but um, there, there was an early Judge Dread uh, color um, comic that that depicted him as black, uh-huh. uh, and it's it's not clear if that was the intent of the creator to have the character be black originally, and they just didn't draw him that way, or if it was like a miscommunication with the artist or, or what. Um, but in, in one of the earliest color comics, he's, 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 he's black essentially. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I think that that's also the issue um, that you would, that's another issue you'd run into uh, if you were depicting sort of like the full spectrum of marginalized identities and so on and so forth, you know, you would then end up with, you know, sort of like people of color being part of the judges and then it's like, okay, so hold on. And, oh, and, and there are, there, there are black judges um, in, uh, in apocalypse war, uh, judge giant, I think uh, is uh, black. Mm. There's, there's, there, there's definitely black judges. Yeah. I think I, um, I, I may have missed him, but, but um, He's, he was a recurring character who who doesn't appear very much in Apocalypse War except to die, basically. But he was he judge he, judge does not appear in this. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few like recurring characters and like a lot of them die, but some of them stick around. Like uh, Judge Judge Anderson, um, the like telepath judge is is another like longstanding recurring uh, character. Judge Anderson. Yeah. Do you want to be in this precinct? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so um, so uh, yeah, so basically, we 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 follow. Uh, so Benny, uh, I forget if he gets like a little bit of money from his mom dying, and then that helps him sort of like uh, become like 
be able to pursue like his musical career. And he, he does like a bunch of like funny, like wacky, funny songs and people love it. And he, he basically, uh, uh, makes a, a shit ton of money off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and is living off royalties. Uh, you know, by the time the, the, uh, the storyline, like that particular part of the story, uh, comes to a close, he's living like in a nice sort of gated community in mega city one, just living off of royalties and, 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 and floating in his, uh, was it anti-gravity pool, which is yeah. great. Yeah. He, yeah. he becomes kind of like a, like a hacky, like Jerry Lewis type type yes. figure essentially where he's like he's you know he he's like a brat he, he's like a rat pack hanger on where he's like a you know he's a good time silly comedian and singer and and you know everybody you know the the sort of person that like like a grandmother would love to watch uh on, on tv effectively <laughs> yeah pretty much and, and and that sort of uh if i remember correctly that was also sort of like his um like his his success was in that actual demographic like yeah. a lot of the uh, like the mate like like yeah like older women just thought he was adorable and that's that was the bulk of his um of like the money that he'd made, uh, which also then positions him as sort of like a a somewhat harmless comedian type of you know character right yeah he's 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 the person who is succeeding. He's he's got the perfect rags to riches story, right? He grew up in you know a, a in like this you know one of the destitute uh, mega blocks, um, and uh, and you know he's he's risen to the height of success. He's living a pretty good life mm-hmm. in the weird fascist police state, uh, while while America, meanwhile, a is not and and b has become like a radical, uh, effectively after. I forget if if she she has a she she goes on a march, and that's right, the yeah. judges descend on them. And she was like, I think she was like four months pregnant, um, and she went on a march with her boyfriend at the time. Her boyfriend ended up dead, uh, and they arrested her, and then basically, uh, they murdered the baby. Uh, yeah, they yeah. murdered the baby. Yeah, Which, I mean, it's, it's not clear if the baby is is if if they like like gave her like um basically like a uh like a, an abortion against her consent mm-hmm. or if the baby was born and they took it away. It's, yeah, that's it's, not clear. It's, yeah, it's ambiguous, but yeah, they they detect like a, some kind of genetic anomaly, and so they're like, whoop, no more baby. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, quote genetic anomaly. End yeah. Quote. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is which is wild, especially because everyone in Mega City One seems to have some kind of you know weird, like they're it's it it's not exactly they're they're not exactly the picture of you know. <laughs> Uh, genetic hygienics, or it's it's not exactly a successful eugenics project. Let's, yeah, they're, they're, let's put it that there's way. There's not a lot of robust uh, looking citizens out yeah. there. Yeah. So the implication um, to me, anyway, was was that they 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 probably just made something up, like hmm, like the Punisher, hmm. uh, yeah. effectively by doing this this monstrous thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, obviously. Uh, if if any of the previous hadn't radic wouldn't wasn't enough to radicalize her, uh, I, this would be it. I, I would. <laughs> there, there's far less that can could have radicalized her, um, and and that's where we we find. I mean, we find this out after she uh, 
she comes uh, back to meet Benny um, after a long time away. And there, there's a, there's another sequence where uh, Benny is out sort of prowling, uh, I guess the area where sex workers would be uh, near him and runs into her. And there's like a gigantic yes. shootout uh, where a couple of judges uh, get shot. And, uh, but I think three of her, like she yeah. is the fourth person and she's the only one that gets away. Benny gets shot in the throat because by one of her part. Yeah. So, so, so America becomes like a, a violent pro-democracy activist basically. Um, and she is posing a, a, as, as a sex worker to, to basically set up uh, the, the assassination of a bunch of judges mm-hmm. and most of her, most of her, her co-conspirators get killed um, except for one guy named Kurd uh, <laughs> who shoots um, who, who basically gets spooked by, by Beanie because he, he, he witnesses all of this and is kind of like, Oh my God. And runs over. And I think like, she's trying to like, she's trying to get him to safety or, and, or vice versa. And one of her remaining co-conspirators shoots him in the throat, but basically out of like fear or, or panic, or he's not sure like who, who he is. Um, and so he gets shot in the throat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that that sort of puts an end to his singing career, but by then he's he's well off enough that he can live off of royalties. Um, and then she she hits him up later, like months later, and sort of gives him like the background of how she got involved in this thing. And all all throughout, like Beanie's like, you know, oh, you know, it's you know, you you're involved in in judge killing that's bad and you're like shut the fuck up dude (laughs) (laughs) shut the fuck up she just told you that they killed her baby for no reason yeah he's like he's he's the mega shit lip yes Um, basically like and and his whole thing is basically like like they have sex and then he's like i I need to save her yes we you you know beanie has a blue check right totally yeah (laughs) (laughs) on on, uh on a mega twitter yes (laughs) (laughs) wow totally yeah and it's 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 so he is such a repellent character he does not get a he 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 never does he like he doesn't do a single good thing like and when when he seems to be doing a good thing he's actually doing something way worse mm-hmm. even even ultimately the thing that and you know we'll we'll get to it I, I i think the moment that they kind of try to set up for him as a redemption ultimately now plays as just him being even more shit. yes yeah i yeah <laughs> but but yeah so so um I think you were getting into this, Carlo, that like she comes back and basically says, like, can you um, what 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 does she ask him to do? Does she she ask wants him for, for money, money. She's like three yeah. three hundred thousand uh, dollars or credits or whatever the fuck uh, that they have to Dollary be unmarked. <laughs> um, they have to be unmarked and untraceable and all that good stuff. And um, and so he 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 sort of like they go back and forth and he still is on this kick about like, Oh, you know, you should get out of this life and blah, blah. It's like, fucker, shut the fuck up. You're not listening. Mm. Um, Oh yeah. And, and, and and, and he's like, look, I'll help you, but you have to promise me like, you're not going to use this to hurt anybody. That's right. Or do anything violent. Right. And she's kind of like, eh, and, and, (laughs) 
I I forget if I forget if she tells him later what they're going to do, but he he clearly he clearly knows that they're going to do something violent. Well, no, no, she it. she tells him straight up. It's like it's it's for it's for basically to buy explosives that they wanted to go blow up the the, the um, Statue of Liberty, the Statue of Liberty, yes. which which which, is, which, uh, which is is dwarfed yes by a gigantic like the Colossus of Rhodes is just basically dwarfed like in inside his like the 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 a-frame of his legs is a gigantic judge and inside the a-frame of his legs is lady liberty like it's just like wow okay symbolism <laughs> if, 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 you didn't, if you didn't figure it out by now yeah Judge Dredd will never be accused of being subtle. No, yeah, no, not, not at all. No, no matter. And I mean, I mean, I, I, I think to be fair, that was the stated goal of uh, what's his name, uh, uh, John Wagner, who mm. is basically like the creator, one of the creators of Judge Dredd, and and uh, like I said, he was he basically w- went into this being like, look, I, we're we're just gonna we're just gonna be as blunt as possible of like. Look, Judge Dredd is a fascist. He's not supposed to like Judge Dredd. He is a fascist. It is yeah. fascist. If it sucks, it's no good. So yeah, it's they're they're like they're they're really pulling out all the stops of being super blunt and obvious with the message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um because uh she tells him that and comes clean, he uh like you don't know it right away, but he shows up at the scene, like in the, in the uh, periphery, like at a distance, watching her and her co- co-conspirators, and you 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 get these uh, things where the judges are like, oh, the subject's uh, you know out on the, uh, on the move, blah blah, and it's like, oh, let him let him, uh, he he earned this, didn't he? And it's like, yeah. oh fuck, you know what's gonna happen here, and it's exactly what you'd expect to happen, which is that basically he has informed the judges about the plan to 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 quote unquote to save her which Mm -hmm. is the really gross perfect which which i i I, it's so gross and it's also so perfect for like the again the kind of like self-flattering like timidity of like you're you're both selling someone out you're doing you're doing the, the 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 thing that they absolutely would not want you to do america would not want him to sell out her and the rest of of her like, co-conspirators, but he tells himself, "Oh, I'm doing it for her. She doesn't know any better. This is how I'm I'm helping her. Really, I'm not doing it for me." And clearly, he's he's doing it because you know he he wants to continue having a relationship with her. Um, and so he's really he's saving her in the most selfish way possible. And and well, as yeah, you say, uh, the 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 most ob- the most obvious thing happens, of course. Yes, yes. And 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 to be clear, it's it's he wants to have a relationship without ever moving one iota in her direction. Yes, which you know, ideologically or otherwise. Um, yeah, like, like like he's he's sexually attracted to her. He's he's basically objectifying her. Like she's the freedom fighter that he is saving. You know, and and also he wants her as a sexual object. Yeah, yeah. basically, like he he's in love with the idea of her rather than her as a person. He mm-hmm. he's the quote unquote nice guy. You know, like yeah, oh yeah, yes, yeah. He is the nicest guy. He's Beanie. He's the nice. He's the nicest guy. <laughs> beanie, who's a weenie and knows yeah. how to sing. Fucker. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I am mad at this fucking character. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, can we talk about what he does next? Well, yeah. Okay. So, so we should probably say say explicitly. Uh, the the judges predictably open up in a hail of gunfire. Mm. Uh, and you know she staggers out of the crashed uh like hover vehicle, and they you know shoot her in the head basically. Um, while while she's like wrapped it very, very again not subtle while she's like draped in an American flag and yeah. you know, is like covered in blood. Um. Yes, and and then let's let's talk about Beanie's favor. Let's talk about his his kind <sighs> memorial to her. Yeah. Ugh. So she doesn't quite die. Um. But she's like effectively brain dead. Uh. And he somehow gets like uses his money to get like power of attorney over her. Yeah. <laughs> and then he keeps her alive, even though he's been told to just you know take her off. Um. Pull the plug and and let her and let her die. And then he decides to. Oh, and previously he they had set up that he was going to be getting surgery to fix his vocal cords with like cloned vocal cords or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that that surgery was coming up, and then it's revealed that oh, he decides to instead somehow Just swap swap, swap bodies. bodies. Yeah. He, yeah, he steals her body. Yes, he steals her body and has his brain put put into it. Yeah. Um. And so he's uh, or now, as they say, a whole body transplant, a whole body transplant. And it ends with with him going up and very sadly performing songs about, you know, how we need to save America in this stolen body. And it's so fucking gross. It's, <laughs> it's such a piece so bad. of shit. And I I genuinely I don't know how that was meant to, to play. Right. Like mm-hmm. like reading it now, it plays as. Man, Beanie is a real piece of shit. Like yeah. that's the absolute mm-hmm. most like look, it's it's perfect symbolism too cuz right cuz it's like he's he's taking the name the literal body of a martyr mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. using it to do more shit lib stuff. Yes. Well uh, right, right. And- he's 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 basically blunting whatever uh like what Heretical stood for yeah. right and, and making it into sad songs yeah mm. he's he's doing the uh what was that um was that uh kylie jenner the oh the, the, the pepsi, the, can, the, the, commercial. Yeah, the pepsi commercial. can commercial yeah yes uh yes. my friend you're, you're also thinking of the a-train commercial yeah the a-train commercial yeah so good it was so good <laughs> um anyway yeah it, it's it's so gross and then uh it turns out let's not forget that it turns out that uh their one night uh, of passion had actually gotten her pregnant. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And Jesus he, the Beanie gives birth to his own and America's daughter. Is that, which, is that in the sequel? Um, it, it is in the sequel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to say, I, I only read the original America. So yeah, I was like the, very confused when that happened. Oh, that's, that's, that's right. I, I, I I read on a little bit ahead and now it's it's blurred it's blurred all together. Oh, now. that's okay. I just because I'll eventually read that like you know this week. Yeah, but, th- um, then I I won't I won't spoil it for you because okay. the the sh- the shit libness continues. <laughs> but it's 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 probably worth kind of like the the end. Yeah. So the the end of the original um comic. By the way, I'm I'm flipping through it now. The the depiction of uh her co-conspirators getting gunned down by the judges is such good art and so fucking brutal mm-hmm. um there's like this one full page spread of um curd i think it is uh where he's you know they're all trying to surrender uh and they're like nope 
<laughs> no surrender. Sorry. Uh, but it ends with this this full page spread of um, Judge Dredd's helmet. It, it, it cuts it cuts from Beanie being like, "I'm going to keep her memory alive," to him saying, uh, "You know, the great American dream. Don't kid yourself. I've tried it before. Believe me, it doesn't work. You can't trust the people. So dream on, creep. But just remember that all it is is a dream. America is dead. This is the real world." And it ends with you know Judge Dredd's helmet uh, again. Not not subtle. Not no. subtle. <laughs> It's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little confused, Kurt. What does he mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, well, America's dead. You know, he he means he means the woman. Yeah. Oh, you know, there you he's, go. He's just make he he's just telling us the plot as it yes. as it happened. It's interesting that the, that story gives Dread like the final word, though. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He well, he, 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 he has the opening it. word too. He yeah. Yeah. He's he's he opens it up by saying like everything's fucked. This sucks. Mm. Um, well, I mean, but it's, I think it's, it's also. Cool. It's also the specifically the shot that is the, it's it's not depicted at the end when when they finally like assassinate uh, America right mm-hmm. but but it is that shot right where he, his boot is on something that is draped in an American flag and yep. he's like uh, looming but in profile with light behind him so it, it's just like a shape like like I uh, like like a boogeyman <laughs> it's yeah. like a fucking monster. Uh, and then, yeah, like the, the, the ending, I feel like, yeah, it, it, he does get the last word because I mean, well, he did. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the other thing that I, that I think is interesting about judge Dredd in this comic is that like pretty much all the judges just look like judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. So like he's, he's every time there's a judge on like on the page, it, it may as well be judge Dredd. It, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it is or not, he's being used as the ultimate cop and he is every every cop is judge dread to to the citizens of mega city one they're all they're all just a cop it doesn't matter who they are they they may as well all all be judge dread and judge dread is the state and he is the city and he is he is fascism basically wherever there's a punk graffitiing yeah. uh, a wall <laughs> i'll be there <laughs> um and i again i think it works better um, with that weird clumsy grossness at the end, because it it wouldn't it it doesn't really deserve to have Beanie go out doing something that that you're supposed to like, in my right. opinion. Yeah. I think it works better where it's just like, no, this guy really fucking sucks. Like, if there was a hero, it was America, and she died. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I I feel like. For for all that I I'm so mad at this character <laughs> and the way he's written the way he's written is is perfect because he's a fucking worm yeah like this and and to be fair he'd be more or less like a standard citizen who yeah who lives in Mega City One like why why wouldn't you think that killing judges is a bad thing you know, yeah why would you think that you know like like we we have it good what are you talking about. And it, it is like we've, we've joked a couple times, but it is sort of like that very sort of um, specifically, you know, affluent lib mentality that, you know, the systems have all worked in my favor. Mm-hmm. So anyone that tells me that it's not working yeah. or tells me different, okay, yeah. whatever. Well, if, if Beanie could, he would have voted for Judge Dredd a third time. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. 
Mega City go to the polls. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. A young Bradley Whitford would be Beanie. Yes. <laughs> oh, but yeah. What good. I think is interesting about, about America. Oh, my God. Yes, he would be. That's yeah. good casting. <laughs> um, what, what I, what I like about this is that to me, it, it only works because it is such a, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Like it's it, it, the, the overall, there are moments that work really well, but overall, I think it's a fairly clumsy, ham fisted, you know, uh, it's, it, it doesn't really have a whole lot to say about, about fascism, mm-hmm. if not for the fact that it were a Judge Dredd comic. And so mm-hmm. it is, I, I think to the extent that it works, it works because they're like, okay, we're going to drop the joke for yeah. one comic and just be straightforward. Cause like they, they even kind of reverse the way that normally in a judge dread comic, the judges are the only people depicted as like full people. Mm. I forgot about Max Normal, by the way. Yes, yes. the apocalypse war. Yes. The, well, <laughs> Just, the, the only reason he doesn't uh, he doesn't get uh, affected by the shit in the water is because he doesn't drink water. He doesn't drink water. He drinks he drinks a uh, uh, champagne solution or champagne. Yes. <laughs> um, so but, good. But yeah, so like no, normally the citizens are depicted as these like weird grotesques, um, and in this one the citizens are more depicted as like regular people and it's the judges who are who 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 are depicted as as the grotesques. So a, as a counterpoint to the typical judge dread story, I think it works. If this were just like a one-off thing by itself, it would be super corny and mm. pretty cringy yeah. um in, in my opinion. So I I respect them for being like, well, let's just do let's do the the inverse of the typical judge dread story. Um I will say there are uh american judge dread comics mm. um i forget what they're called they're called like something something precinct or something um they and i really dislike them uh because they're basically like they they kind of drop the satirical angle and they just turn it into like a punisher comic mm. um and it leaves a really <laughs> bad taste in my mouth because it's literally just like Judge Dredd is the hero, and you know it's it's like Judge Dredd as as Batman essentially, and it's <laughs> it's everything bad about the depiction of like crime and policing in Batman, but accentuated with the fact that it's Judge Dredd. Well, oh the, the fact that that's what happens when Americans try and do Judge Dredd is like a just a perfect image in and of itself. Like it's that's a perfect statement in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, uh, to 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 come at it with absolutely no self awareness, of uh, that's America, baby. Hey, yeah. we're number America. one. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, Mega City One, baby, the greatest city on earth. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm still like trying to think about. It. It's like why? So so they made it like Death Wish. But yeah. it's cool. It's good. But it's cool. It's it's good. It's good. Death Wish. Or there's um, there was a uh, there was another character that that this happened with. Um, gosh, I I'm totally blanking on on the name, and I'll I'll remember like you know a, a month from now. But there there was an an American Judge Dread type character. Um, he might have been called like uh, he might have been called like Johnny Law or something. Martial Law. Martial law. That's it. Yes. Where he yes. killed superheroes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's even dressed kind of like Judge Dredd. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and then there was another like reboot of martial law that I think was a was was like a Marvel character where they just made him like like a good super cop. Again. Oh, jeez. 
Well, don't forget Captain Britain looks very much his character design looks very much like uh the the Judge Dread like weird domed helmet and everything like that. Mhm. It's very strange. I mean, it's it's obvious that uh, Dread has had like a huge influence throughout, you know, comics. Well, I mean, if for nothing else, then like being a big springboard for a lot of like major talent afterwards, like Garth Ennis and yeah, Alan Moore. Didn't Alan, Moore. Alan Moore's first script that he ever submitted anywhere was a Judge Dredd spec script that wasn't used, um, but they liked his writing and they they gave him um, uh, one one of the other 2000 AD uh, comics to to write, which is which is an, an interesting little bit of. Uh, of uh, trivia and and yeah, it, it, although it's funny because uh, apparently people didn't really like the Garth Ennis, um, Grant Morrison s- stuff. Like the only, the it seems like the only person who's able to write it is is uh, John Wagner, the original mm. guy. And like mm. the the less he's involved, the worse it is, or at least the less people like it. Interesting, wild. All right. So do we uh, do we have anything else, or should we move on to last thoughts and wrap it up? I don't have anything else to say except the 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 art is always charming, whether in its own way or in America is just straight up good. And as yeah. you say, it's mm-hmm. like man, they really need to let painters fucking just paint comics or mm-hmm. go nuts with the illustration because it looks cool. Yeah, it looks it's, really good. Like. It's re- yeah, it's it's brutal, it's dark, it's weird, and it really it, it 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 this would be a much worse comic um without the good art. Like mm. if it just had kind of like typical comic book art, I, I I think it would be it would it would not work because it gives it this weird gravitas, mm-hmm. this weird like hyper gravitas that I think meshes well with what what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. Was, that that was a big moment I feel like in the 90s of painted comics with like yeah. Sandman and uh it, that um Grant Morrison Arkham comic oh. and, and um Sinkowitz, man. Sinkowitz just Yes, yeah. And and Sinkowitz was just he he was so good. Uh I mean, he still is. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh but but like stuff like in Electro Assassin where it's like mm-hmm. paint this beautifully painted thing and then there's like weird like mixed media like it's like mm-hmm. a line drawing with a weird cartoony devil guy that's mad and yeah. you know, saying something in the corner and you're like what the fuck is all this? <laughs> uh I think I think there was another uh, I think it was Starman maybe. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. had yeah. has that 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 same kind of art. Yeah. Mhm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, final thoughts. Case, I, uh, you know, honestly, I had never read any, uh, any dread. I, I've only, uh, you know, like received any type of dread knowledge tangentially, uh, in, in part because it's just so like, it feels like so daunting because it's been around for so long. Yeah. I mean, you can uh, honestly you can you can just pick it up at, at, at any point and start reading like what i would suggest if someone wants to get into to judge dread first of all watch the carl urban movie from 2012 um it it is it, it is not as wacky goofy as most judge dread stuff is so keep keep that in mind like it's uh i i i would say in some ways it's closer to america than it is to uh apocalypse war it does have a little bit of of that kind of wackiness but not nearly as much as the comics um but honestly you could just go to you know your your friendly neighborhood comic book store 
They probably have a bunch of Judge Dredd giant compendiums. I would say just pick one up and like read a page. And if you like it, buy that and just keep reading it because it changes wildly, but it kind of changes through like eras and, and, and arcs. So if you like where it's at, there's no real continuity to follow. Like there, there is, but they, they kind of tell you everything that you need to know within a given arc. Um, I think it's unique in that it's a type of, it's a type of writing and a type of story that is kind of made to be disposable and frivolous. Um, but at the same time, they will a- a- occasionally aspire to greater things. And so I just find it so unexpected. What it, like Whatever direction it goes it is always surprising. And it could be from page to page or from issue to issue. They'll just totally change their mind about what they're doing. And so I find it exciting in that kind of weird 70s way. And um, I recommend it personally. <laughs> Chris, anything? Uh, I'm gonna read more Judge Dread. <laughs> uh, same here. I'm. I may uh, watch the the movie soon. Uh, rewatch it again. You know. I I watched one scene it? of it earlier, and I was like, I need to watch the rest of the movie now. Um, <laughs> some some I guess some other big plot lines are we mentioned Cursed Earth. That's that's kind of fun. Um, another big one is, uh, judge death, mm. which is, I think he comes from like a hell dimension. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like an undead judge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He arrives with, with like a bunch of like zombie judges. Um, there's, uh, J- judge Rico returns, which is another, another big plot line where judge dreads brother, um, cause like clone brother comes back and he's been on, on the moon serving out like, like a penal, sentence and he comes back and is all like a weird fucked up cyborg um yeah there's a, a lot of stuff a lot of stuff has 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 happened most mm-hmm. of it funny um a lot of it's stupid so <laughs> <laughs> all right well i mean in that case folks just start with these two and uh you can you can probably work your way through the the rest at some point if you want if you like it um or not if you're not missing not, out yeah. on anything yeah. or you are you know whatever <laughs> pick it in up and read case, it or don't yeah 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 if you if you like something here then continue if not then don't it's <laughs> fine <laughs> um in any case uh i do want to thank you for giving me an excuse and uh, it, specifically a couple of of places to start kurt because uh, i i have to say i'd never read anything like directly uh, from from the the comics themselves, um, so thank you for that. And um, I mean, if that's it, thanks everyone for listening in. We'll catch you here back back here on Podside. Keep your nose clean, citizen. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs>